Welcome to Effortless Manifesting with Candice Cherie. Here you will learn to transform your life, heal your past, and become the person who has it all. Effortless Manifesting is your one-stop shop for all things manifesting. Stick around and join us for laughs, love, and new beginnings. Hello. And welcome. Welcome. To. The Effortless Manifesting. Festing, festing, festing. Podcast. Podcast, podcast. Podcast. Pasta cast. Pasta. <laughs> you have some pasta in there you didn't tell me about. Why aren't you sharing? Uh, I don't want to share. But anyway, what happened with us yesterday, babe? What did we do? Wait a minute. Do you seriously have pasta in there? Um, no. Because I could eat that for breakfast. No, we don't have pasta. We have okay. old cake or old pie. Ah, I threw it away. because You did? It's been sitting out like twice. <laughs> it's true. Like, I'll give it to my mom. Fridge out. I'll give it to my mom. Fridge out. I'll give it to my mom. I only said that once. <laughs> oh. One time. So how I'm... did it manage to find its way out I three times? I don't know. I love you. I'm bad. And yes. I love no, you No, you're not bad. You're really good at this. No. So I we created a king meditation yes. yesterday. It was really great. <clears throat> I don't know what happened. I, I woke up and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start it. I'm going to finish it. And I just had my coffee, my little, you know, can I say Max Elevate? I don't care. Okay. Max Elevate coffee stuff. And it was really, really good stuff. So it's got all these awesome like nutrients in it and I was just pumped and so I was like I'm just gonna do this I'm gonna crank it out and I took the day we cranked it she edited it she screamed at me a lot which was also <laughs> fun and we got it done and so so <clears throat> pardon my voice but it's early morning that we're recording this so mm -hmm. I sound a little bit more sultry today uh I want everyone to hear some amazing outtakes from the king meditation oh my no yes I destroyed that meditation when I first tried it. <laughs> I was doing so good and there's some allergy that I have to the record button sometimes. And so whenever she hits it, like things just go incredibly wrong. They're great. <laughs> well, we were trying to record the opening, which it's like kind of like, uh, you know, whatever sound. And he was doing it and it just, <laughs> it was an epic fail in the beginning. So <laughs> here are some outtakes. Enjoy the outtakes from the King Meditation. You're seriously going to do them? Oh, yeah. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna leave. Okay. Mm, I don't have good stuff though. What? <laughs> wow. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was so beautiful the way you went like yeah. Tim Allen, just subconsciously like, please take a deep breath. <laughs> now, what do you feel? <laughs> oh my gosh! I feel like throwing up and getting my money back. <laughs> we seriously laughed about that for a good two hours. Yeah. And anytime we're like working and randomly, I'm like, oh, let's what's this? And I put it on. Okay, like, hey, babe, play the thing. Let's yeah. laugh right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it works every time. So we'll send yeah. you that as an audio clip just in case you're needing a quick boost of joy. <laughs> exactly. In case you're sad, listen to this craziness. Joy, joy. So I want to ask some questions. Yeah. To your beautiful face. Hands first. Your handsome face. <laughs> <laughs> I did my makeup and everything. <laughs> your stock count, Penelope. I know. I don't know. <laughs> if, if, if you haven't seen Penelope from SNL, go watch it. You'll cry laughing. So... There's this really cute book called 365 Questions for Couples. And one of them is, what are some ways that I bring you joy? Mm, 
do we have three weeks? <laughs> no, we're getting married, so okay. that's, yeah. that's true. Um, okay, <clears throat> if I had to narrow it down, I would say like the two things that stick out the most in how you bring me joy, your laughter. <laughs> the way you laugh, what it sounds like when you laugh, it is the most genuine, sweet, <laughs> cute, adorable little Dracula laugh I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and just thinking about that makes me joy just because it's so real. It's not like a fake oh, laugh or something. I don't know, like just some dumb laugh. <laughs> it's real and it's genuine and it's full of joy and it makes me laugh. And then I notice when you're laughing, I'm laughing and then you laugh harder and I laugh mm-hmm. harder and then it becomes like a competition mm-hmm. of who can laugh the hyenist. <laughs> so I love it. It's my favorite. Um, and then there is, of course, your tenderness. I don't know if it's, the look, the feel, it's everything kind of. Just the way you are is so gentle with your touch, with your look, mm-hmm. the way you word things sometimes. Unless, of course, I've forgotten something or I've left knives out. I don't know. <laughs> then it gets a little untender. But either way, you have the most tender touch of anybody I know. I feel almost the presence of healing with it. And I'm just being 100% honest. It really is something I haven't felt before. Um, and I love it. Well, thank you. I'm glad that you appreciate my touch and my laugh uh, that wasn't appreciated in previous relationships. So Mm -hmm. you make me feel really special. And to answer the question from you about... Oh, yeah. What are some ways I bring you joy? Okay. Of course. How can I forget? Uh, The ways that you bring me joy are, I'd say, like, one of the best ways are you anticipating my needs. Now... And just like reading my hint drops without me saying a word. And it's really important in a relationship to be able to read your partner's cues and anticipate their needs. Like if you can anticipate your partner's needs, you really know them. Mm -hmm. It's freaky. It's like she'll look at me and all of a sudden I'll be like, you're right. I did forget it. Let me go to the car and grab it. Like what? It really (laughs) is. You just want to look and that's All the time. All the time. It's like that. We're so connected. And we read each other's thoughts all the time. And he always freaks out when I read his thoughts. And he's always like, what? How are you doing this? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just <laughs> saying something. And apparently your brain told my brain. Ever since you know? we upgraded our internet, man, I'm telling you, the Wi-Fi here has been insane. <laughs> it's connected us. <laughs> yeah. So I would say you definitely anticipating my needs and, and just going out of your way to make me happy and never giving up on me. You just, you fight for me. You're worth fighting for, babe. And I love you. I love you harder. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, some some people in relationships, they have a really hard time <clears throat> with drama. And I know I used to have this problem. I used to, it was a subconscious thing where you feel like if you're not fighting, you're not in a relationship. You're not happy. And I had to go and heal that part of myself so that I wasn't constantly in a drama pattern that I didn't even realize I was in. And we were both in this drama pattern of like, it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. Mm -hmm. And the constant breaking up because we just, we needed space to like breathe. And I think part of that is because we're so connected, it it can be overwhelming if we don't Mm -hmm. balance that overwhelming connection with personal development Mm -hmm. and space within ourself and self-care. You're right. And I think fighting in a way is sort of a natural response to something. It's like a cue in a relationship that says, 
something is important, something is being missed, and I need my partner to know. So it's like mm-hmm. a stimulation that we get inside to resolve something because we care enough to resolve it. So it's not like I've learned that it isn't necessarily the fighting part that's the unhealthy <laughs> thing. It's the way we fight. Mm-hmm. Are we fighting to simply get rid of internal frustration that we don't know how to manage within ourselves? Or are we trying to resolve something together because each person is important to one another? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I've redirected. Yeah, for sure. So the next question I'm going to ask you, my dear. Tell me. Yeah. What is your favorite memory about our relationship? Actually, our first date. Oh, yes. <laughs> I loved our first date. It was Dave and Buster's and talking. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I remember correctly, it was mostly me talking <laughs> and you like, oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's great. No, like, you I, let me talk a lot. Did I? I felt the same way. Like, is he making me, am I talking too much? Like, Right. That was when you were telling me like, I'm producing a movie. I'm uh, making an album. I'm, you know, buying the left hemisphere of the earth. Like, <laughs> what? Wh- what? Like, do I get an autograph first before we mm-hmm. leave tonight or what? Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like you were a serious rock star. Like, who am You're I dating sick. here? Mm-hmm. It's like looking around for paparazzi. Like, are they going to be here any soon, anytime soon or what? You know? It yeah. Was, it was pretty great. Yeah. I, and for me, the same thing. And what really struck me was how when you came to pick me up, you waited out your side of your car so mm. that you could open my door and let me in. And that's mm. not common nowadays. It's not common for a man to open your door or to be chivalrous. What? And it's just not. I know you were raised properly by your mom and your sisters were like, hey, you need to do this right and taught mm-hmm. you about respect. And you really know how to respect a woman and how to treat her in a in a loving respectful way and it was just so it was instant 45 extra points when you did that (laughs) i was like i couldn't believe you got out and opened my it it was just the beginning of it and then the fun laughing instant playful banter that we had when we were at Dave and Buster's and our competitive nature we're both a little competitive yeah a little bit i think i lost like three air hockey pucks (laughs) you did it was great and then afterwards, just going to that little stage at the mall, there's like a little cool stage that you can sit on with chairs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we sat there and we talked for like two hours. I know. And the time just flew by and it was just effortless for us. And I, I knew I loved you right then. I was like, this, this man is different. I need to get to know him better. <laughs> so for me, that was it. I thought it was pretty awesome how you laughed at the stuff I had to say, which a lot of people are like... Mm-hmm. Something's wrong with this guy. Okay, I got to get going. (laughs) Goodbye. Like, you laughed at the stuff I said. And I know I'm a lot to handle. Like, I feel like there's a lotness of Uh me. And it's not the easiest for everybody to handle. But I have, like, massive ADHD. And you were, like, picking up on it. No problem. Like, this is exactly what, yeah. I love your brain all over the place because that's how mine is. It's always going somewhere different. And I appreciated it. And it felt, I felt a little more normal around you. Yeah. And I could... I could be dumb and, and then be loving two seconds later. And it was like, there was no judgment. It just was, yeah. that's normal. I mean, unless it's like one of those things where it's like, babe, can you get me a towel? Okay. And then I come back with batteries instead right. or something. Yeah. That's not, that's, yeah. that's not exactly cute. Exactly. It's like, okay, I cannot rinse off with batteries, sweetheart. Can you go get me a towel? Exactly. Like, oh yeah. Okay. So my <laughs> next question for you is what, if anything, have you learned from me? Okay. That's a good one. I think patience and comfort. Patience in the sense of like, just, yeah, literally just being patient, just being present. It's, my mind is all over the place. And so it's very hard for me to sort of center and root. 
And you're teaching me a lot of patience, a lot of Mm -hmm. when we get into those arguments sometimes to not convert an argument into a full-on fight, Mm -hmm. but to keep it at an argument so you can express different points. The big one with comfort is you're the first person I've ever been with where I have felt comfortable with myself. Mm -hmm. But I struggled with that initially because I also assumed that that was being comfortable to do whatever I want. And that's way different. Later on in our relationship, like the second to last to like this time that we've been back together really taught me that it's important not to be comfortable in the relationship. But what I love about you is that I'm comfortable to be exactly who I am because that's exactly who you love. And so Mm -hmm. I don't have to modify a different myself to a different version of me just so the other person can accept me. And that's something I've dealt with a lot in relationships before. Mm -hmm. I like who I was wasn't either good enough or it was just too much to handle. And so I had to dial a lot of myself down just to make the other person comfortable and happy. I had to kind of like go to their level or whatever, but you love where my level is. And I love that so much. I just have to make like learn that being comfortable and being comfortable with myself are very different things in a relationship. Well, I love that. And for me, the things that you, that I've learned from you are like forcing me to grow. You have absolutely forced me to grow more than anyone has in my life. And that's because when you're, when you're with someone who's as amazing as you, um, your partner, the interesting thing about relationships when you have unhealed uh, pasts and limiting beliefs is your partner will reflect back to you all of your trauma, all of your limiting beliefs. And you'll be like, mm-hmm. it'll be, that will reflect your highest highs, your lowest lows, your joys, your sadness, your happiness, all of that. And so they're all wrapped up into one person and you're like, wow, you, sometimes you feel a little crazy because you love this person so deeply, but they also trigger the heck out of you. And <clears throat> I am so glad that you triggered me so hard because you forced me to grow. You forced me to heal my past. You are the reason that this company exists, that Effortless Manifesting is real right oh, now. Stop. You are my muse, babe. You really are. Mm-hmm. And you you were the reason that I created this. You are the reason <clears throat> that I still every day choose to grow and want to be the best version of myself. And, you know, the importance of change is immense. Mm-hmm. We need to welcome change. We need to not fight change because change is there to show you, hey, there's something in you that wants to be released. Mm-hmm. Old patterns, old behavior, old trauma, things that happened when you were younger or even a couple of years ago or past relationships or whatever. If you're triggered, it's your body's way. It's your body's check engine light saying, hey, something's off. Fix me. Mm-hmm. Give me attention. Give me love. Go and change the past. And that's why I was able to develop this reprogramming method to help heal the past, to help change old versions of myself and remove the pain from my memories and put new ones in. And by doing that, it created stability in Mm -hmm. our relationship because I stopped pushing you away. Mm -hmm. And you, by the way, helped me really, really, it, I couldn't believe how effective and how true it was that you could reprogram the things that have happened to you in the past. Like, for example, I won't go too, too into it, but I had a bad relationship with my dad. And Mm -hmm. I never thought that I could experience or feel that kind of love for him the way I did after you did a reprogramming session Mm -hmm. on me. It blew my mind. Because 
I knew I couldn't, you know, get past a lot of stuff and you helped me to recreate a different past. That is the thing that I use now every time those triggers try to come back up and resurface is going back to where you took me Mm -hmm. in that reprogramming Mm -hmm. session. And every time you did that, I felt that new love again for my parents and for my dad especially. And it was just, it was, it was magic. It was absolute magic. I couldn't believe it. Well, and that's the power of the reprogramming work that I do because when you have a memory, your trauma is stored in the memory. So people say time heals all wounds. Well, that's not actually true because time doesn't exist. Time is happening. The past, present, and future are happening right now. So it doesn't really go away. It just gets stored in the brain in a different compartment and then reflects back to you in a, in a different trigger. And when you go and you change the memories and you revise the memory and you take it out, all of a sudden the, tr- the trauma that was stored in that memory is gone for good. Mm-hmm. And then you're implanting something new and you're changing your self-concept and your concept of the person involved. And then now you can look at them with love and healing and you don't have this anger anymore that you had before. So it's really, really important to do reprogramming and you can do it on your own or you can do it with me. It's like I always say, you can do your own hair. You can go to, you, you know, you can go and get the products and bleach your hair or whatever. I can't do my own hair. <laughs> yeah. Or you can uh, pay someone else to do it for you and have them do a really dang good job, hopefully. <laughs> and so <laughs> That's the point. Right. I recommend doing it with Candace, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Yeah. So that's kind of what I do. And that's what I'm here for is to help you do it. And it's quick. Within one session, people are immediately feeling differently. 99% of them feel it immediately. The rest feel it like the next day or so. So it's really important. Make sure that you're doing that. If you're not a part of my Facebook group, make sure you're joining that because I have, I don't know, like 10 videos on this on how to do it. So my free Facebook group, you can come and learn from me. Anyway, next question. Yeah, i ready. Are you ready? Okay. How does it make you feel when we fight? I know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's gross stuff, isn't it? It makes me feel like my ratio of listening to interrupting gets so unbalanced. Uh Uh (laughs) You'll be like, babe, I really don't like it when you... And I'm like, that's not true. That's like how I feel. So every time we start fighting, I feel like interrupting constantly. Uh I think it's, again, the ADHD component. So I have invented something for me to physically bite on. (laughs) And it kind of helps which is my uh, my right knuckle <laughs> you've invented your knuckle huh? i've invented my oh. knuckle well i've invented the use of it oh, for okay. biting down mm-hmm. for interruption removal okay yeah it works yes. um that's one thing but no i i do get into a mode where i want to interrupt because i'm so excited about getting my opinion on something mm-hmm. else so she doesn't think of me maybe the wrong way but i have to realize that interrupting is not listening it makes me f- it, it puts me in a place where it's like what I have to say is more important, and that's not true. It's It has to be mutual, and it has to be equal on both ends. It makes me feel very interrupty. Interrupty. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, one of the things that we have been able to do in resolving conflict is taking a minute. And a lot of times I'll sit back and I'll say, okay, do I need to be right? Or do I need to figure out what is reflecting to me that I need to work on what is it within me that needs attention that's causing me to react to be stressed out or short-tempered or whatever you want to call it 
And so when I, I notice when I take a minute and I humble myself and I say, okay, this isn't about him. This is about me. If we're arguing, 99% of the time, it's because I need something in myself. And when I give that to myself, the arguments stop. Mm. So <laughs> I don't blame him. I can't blame him. I realize that he's a reflection of my assumptions. And whatever I need is being triggered back at me saying, hey, for fighting, it's because I need to go and I need an hour by myself. I need to go to the store by myself. I need to paint my nails. I need time to sit in my bed, watch the office and eat something by myself, mm -hmm. whatever. It's, it's my body's way of saying, go work on yourself. Go give yourself some attention. And I don't always do that if I'm planning a wedding running a business, three children, a husband, you know, it's... You're running a husband? No, I have a husband. <laughs> pretty much running a husband, oh, ladies, you know what I'm saying? Just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, honey. I I'm just teasing. So, you know, I can be overwhelmed quickly. I can, uh, if I don't keep it in check. So the more that I keep that in check, the less we argue. So stop looking at your partner and blaming them and look at yourself and say, what can I fix within myself what can i heal what what attention do i need to give myself so that i can stop feeling like this and your ability by the way if i may mm -hmm. to have a discussion turn it into an argument reflect heal forgive forget happens in 18 seconds <laughs> so by the time you're done processing all that she you come back out and talk to me and i'm like wait did that just happen mm -hmm. i'm still processing it takes me days <laughs> And that's the other thing I'm kind of working on within myself is to not take so long to need to dwell on something to heal it and to move mm -hmm. past it. I'm a, I, I take a long time to dwell and I take a long time to figure things out. I don't know for what reason, but maybe it's an over analytical, like what possibility it could be because you're the one that taught me that there are infinite choices in our universe and mm -hmm. in all the universes, universe I, mm -hmm. and we can only choose one. And so it takes me a long time to sift through all of the possible things I can do, but that is so unproductive because anything can be a possibility and mm -hmm. that's too much to sift through. Yeah. So I have to have faith that the decision I'm about to make was exactly what was supposed to happen. Not like it's preordained destiny, but as a way to forgive myself from always having to make the right decision because yeah. that's how I was raised is you have to do right. You have to go right. You have to be right. Like, yeah, but what does that mean? Yeah. You know, you just have to make a decision and have faith that that was the one that needed to happen in that very moment. It's so important. Yeah, and I totally agree. And any choice you make is the right choice. It's always leading and guiding you towards what you need to do. So stop overthinking. Stop questioning yourself a hundred times a day and just make a choice and stick with it. And guess what? You can always change your decision later on if you need to. You're not stuck. You're not a mountain. You can be moved easily. So be fluid. Allow change to flow through you. And be welcoming to the change that's coming for you. Mm -hmm. So another question. This was a, a question submitted by one of uh, the members in my VIP group. So I do have a Facebook group that's a paid group where it has a bunch more benefits. You get more access to me. You get discounts. You get different videos. I'm doing a little mini course on anxiety right now. So anyway, she's one of the members there and she asked this question. So I'm going to read it and then we're going to answer it. She asked, did things naturally fall into place? Did he come back ready for a relationship or did he reach out initially? 
did you ever have the it's is this a relationship talk? Basically, she wants to know when George and I came back together, what was the process? So I will explain. <laughs> um, Everybody have a seat. Get comfortable. <laughs> right. No, I'll do it quickly because we're almost out of time here. But he was the first one to reach out. I basically gave him the space that he kept asking me for. And I kept saying, no, (laughs) I kept not saying yes to giving him his space. You don't get your own space. Yeah, exactly. He didn't get it. So, but finally I was like, fine, I'm not going to talk to you. You can reach out to me when you're ready. And during that time, I really focused on my self-concept, changed everything I thought about myself, did more work, all the good stuff. Anyway, 24 days later, took me 24 days of living in my imagination as much as I could, scripting, seeing it how I wanted it, changing my self-concept. And then he reached back out. And I didn't have to do anything. He did it. And that's how I wanted it. I didn't want to be the pursuer. I didn't want to be the masculine. I wanted to be the feminine and allow for him to pursue me. And that's how it works best in this dynamic of a relationship. So initially, it was like, he was like, well, I just, I don't really know. Uh, I love you, but I don't really know how to make this a relationship yet. And like, I don't know. He's looking, <laughs> he's glaring at me because the, the voice. The voice I'm using. That's what I sound like. I guess. <laughs> anyway, he was, he was saying, basically he was scared in the, in the beginning, the first couple of days of like moving into a relationship too fast. He wanted to take it slow. He wanted to be friends for a little bit. That lasted about three days, and then we were back together, and then like, I don't know, two weeks later, a week later, we were enga- engaged, <laughs> and, uh, and the rest is history. So it was very seamless, and it felt initially like, oh, okay, well, he's going to you know, say, well, I just want to be friends and whatever, but I was like, no, you're, we're not just friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> We've been together for three years. No. What else do you need to know about me? Or at the time, too. But what else do you need to know about me? You know everything about me. So I just was like, no, you're my man. We're getting married. And that's just what it is. Oh, dang. Uh-huh. And he loved it. And he was like, okay. <laughs> I didn't say that out loud. In my mind, I was like, we're not just friends. <laughs> well, now I know what you thought. <laughs> yeah. And I knew we weren't just friends. That's yeah. silly to think. Can't, it is. <clears throat> you, and you know it. And you were just afraid of repeating the past. And... And I, but I presented as, as a, such a different person. So I came back very different. And so, and he liked that and he could trust it. And he saw that things were different and we weren't going to repeat history. Mm-hmm. So. Your, your like concept of me made it easy for me to play that role out naturally, mm-hmm. not artificially. Yeah. And that's sort of what I needed. I felt like just the other times I was either pretending or I wasn't being genuine or something in that regard. Mm-hmm. You make me feel like myself completely, but because of, you know, kind of how you took certain things, it made me, it brought out something in me that I didn't necessarily like. But when you changed that concept, it was so easy for me to dive into the thing you mm-hmm. needed as well. Yeah. I assumed you differently. I assumed you were happy, healthy, whole, healed, ready to be with me. And that hardened into fact. And that's why I keep drilling this into your heads that you need to assume exactly what you want until it shows up mm-hmm. and do not take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. And <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's it for us today, guys. We are so thankful that you sat here in your car or wherever and listened to us ramble on about relationships. Uh, if you are not members of our Facebook page yet, please go. Effortless Manifesting is the name of the group. Mm-hmm. We also have a VIP group you can join. 
Uh, we can you can find us on TikTok, Instagram, tiny bit on YouTube. Not really, haven't gotten too much into that yet. But please join all the lovely social media pages. Visit my website, effortlessmanifesting.com, if you want to book a session and work one-on-one with me and change your life dramatically. I would love to talk to you. Get one of our amazing meditations. The King Meditation's out now. The King. The King. I'm also releasing one for anxiety really soon, so stay tuned. We love you guys, and we'll talk to you on the next podcast. Be well, everybody. Be well, everybody.